What's going on, everybody? It's Huey. And it's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> um, if you missed last week's episode, we talked about... Um. <laughs> the Meek Mill situation and going where yes. you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated and our thoughts and yeah. opinions on that. Um, it was a really dope discussion. Some really great and funny moments in that. So mm-hmm. go check it out if you haven't. Um, what's going on with you, bro? I completely went blank. I know we talked about it. Uh, I just remember uh, you saying, celebrate me from your seat. And that's the thing that stuck with me since then. <laughs> but I was like, "What do you talk? What was the topic of that?" Yes, um, my week was. And that was the title of the episode week, too. It was. It was. That's why I was like, "That's the funniest part." Uh, my <laughs> week was actually really like, really busy in a way, um, in a, in a positive way. Like lots of connections, lots of getting things done, um, and, and I was really excited about everything. Um, up until like obviously for those who don't know i live in virginia beach um and we had a mass shooting here on on friday that would have been the 31st of may uh and so yeah it was a really everything up until then was was cool the city has kind of been feeling a tad bit weird since then so um people are getting back into the routine of things um there's a lot of positivity being spread around but it's still really eerie um, right now so that shooting was essentially like 15 minutes away from my house it's not far it's an area that i frequent um so it was it was a tad bit uh it really was a close to home situation um mm. outside of that like we um we've been moving in a very positive way reaching out to people and seeing what we can do um to at least help brighten people's day up uh so what's going on with you and your week um, but we're definitely going to touch on the shooting in this episode. Um, but let's see. Over the last week, I started filming season three of chapter two. Um, Chill. so first day of filming went pretty good. You know, I came in there prepared, ready to go. I knew my lines. Um, I did the best that I could do. And I think I did pretty damn good compared to when we first started uh, shooting for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing the playbacks, I definitely see a lot of growth um, and still some areas of improvement, of course. But I see a lot of growth in, in my acting and I'm excited to continue doing that. Um, I did get another role, so I'm waiting to hear back about production dates. And Big Worm is outside with the ice cream truck selling drugs. So you might hear him in this episode as well. Um, hmm. Does he know that we are recording now or does he just <laughs> feel like we changed uh, recording time several times and he has shown up each time <laughs> hey look y'all nigga move that dough um yeah <laughs> uh, what else has been going on um yeah just that uh i cut back on hours at my part-time job because i just cannot stand being in that store for that long okay, um and i really? don't like some of the policies so i cut back on that um my selfie game has been on point. I am very proud of me. Shout out to you and the iPhone. Y'all you know, been, listen, y'all that portrait mode and then them slight, you know, contrast and reduced lumens and shit in the Photoshop app. You know, I've been making myself look better than I look. 
Okay. Um, but then there are also a lot of humbling shots as well. So I'm never fully, you know, feeling myself, but I feel myself nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. I've just been in a really good headspace. I've been feeling pretty good about everything. I like how shows are turning out. Um, yeah, I'm just good. I haven't really had any hard things to deal with. Um, so, yeah. It wasn't yeah. anything really rough for me to make it through. Did you watch Acrimony as I asked? I did not watch Acrimony. I was in a really, <laughs> I was in a really good headspace, and I did not want to leave that space. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, man, I'm feeling really good. And then somebody was like, ain't you supposed to watch Acrimony? And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I feel really good. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be mad. Why would I be mad? I don't want to be mad. It won't um, make you mad. It'll just make you confused. That's all. Yeah. I don't like, I don't want to be confused. Uh, my brain was working good. <laughs> My thoughts weren't <laughs> attacking me. Uh as so I was just like, yeah, no, I just wanna I just wanna have a really good time. Um I will I will get into that. I watched I did watch a fair amount of movies and I I purposely skipped acrimony. I watched a lot of like um uh, watched a lot of action movies and a lot of like horror movies. Uh mm. and I've been in and out the movie theater. Like my new thing is just going to the movies during the week, and so I've been doing a lot of that lately. Hey, they dropped that trailer for the Lion King with Beyonce voice in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw everybody making the memes out of that. <laughs> everybody saying Beyonce said uh, Simba come home, and uh, just everybody yes. just running. <laughs> yes, I ran. Yeah. I was yeah. at work, and I'm like, I gotta go home. I I gotta about, leave. You heard what she said. Gotta go. That's, that's um, funny. last week it was a lot going on. My sister's graduation and. A lot of other stuff, so I I miss out on a lot of gym time. So I getting back in it this week, and I'm sore already. So that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, life's been good. I have no complaints. Well, that's dope. I'm glad that you, you know, are in a good headspace. I know as uh as two people who you know fight with their thoughts and uh, all that kind of stuff, it is good to hear when people are like on a good street. They're like, yeah, man, I feel really good. I'm really happy. Definitely. Um, or, you know, starting to find your center more. So I think that's really dope. Yeah, and it's a lot of people around me doing dope stuff. So it's always inspiring. You and Pod Dealers. And then Chanel's about to do the convention down in New Orleans. And, and me and Frankie about to do House of Hughes after Boys of Mariah. So it's like, it's a lot going on. And it's, it's a good time. For sure. It's a good time. And I see people in the timeline being successful and, and getting jobs and, all this stuff and finding love. So I'm just like, oh, there's hope. Yeah. And it's not even officially summer yet. So that is a, that is a real thing. I don't know what I'm doing summer 19, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to be great. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you want to tell us to love it or leave it alone? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, while scrolling the timelines over the past week, I've seen a lot. And granted, not just over the last week, but just recently and forever. It's always a lot of videos and stuff of, number one, people just running up on randoms in the grocery store doing weird shit. Mm. Uh, people playing like public pranks on people and recording yeah. it. And then you have like pictures of strangers on the train or in a restaurant and they look a mess or just random pictures, 
pictures that I'm sure these people did not consent to. So I wanted to get into that one level to leave it alone because I feel like that is something that we should leave alone. Uh, somebody is going to get their ass beat or sued and mm-hmm. I will support it because Ooh. I just feel like it's an invasion of privacy and it's kind of just rude and disrespectful to be snapping pictures of people in public to make fun of them or without their permission. You know, it's, I, I don't know. But how do you think? Uh, shit. <laughs> what do you think about that? So I'm of. I don't know. So I hate pranks. I hate, and I don't like prank culture. I don't like Listen, TV shows. Uh, none of that shit. I don't like any of it. Um, because so pranks do two things. They either bring out one how you really like how people really feel because anger is a is a pure emotion. Um, and I just don't like it. Um, I remember around the time we both started podcasting, there was another dude. I actually forgot his name. But basically, do wanted to do anything to go viral. He started a podcast. He started a YouTube channel. He was doing some other shit. And then basically, the podcast didn't take off because it was just like joke based, like hot takes. Then it was like relationship shit. Then it was this thing. And then he was like, the YouTube wasn't whatever. It was him and his girl. Then it switched to pranks. And um, it became, I forgot what it was. It was a prank about something with him and another dude doing something or being somewhere and then it whatever the prank was it ended up with her going on this like 20 minute like homophobic tirade i remember that and i was like what is this and he posted it like yo look i got prank video got my girl and i was like no this is bad no 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 (laughs) this is bad take this down um and so i don't like any of that the impractical joker show that comes on tv i don't like any of that um, I know people who love it and I'm just like, no, I don't really, I don't really care for any of that stuff, but I'm also still of the same mind of like, I like, like ridiculousness or those shows where people put like those viral videos or people getting, doing silly things and getting hurt some, like sometimes, um, uh, or they don't look like they got hurt, but some type of weird situation. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. I used to really love this website. <laughs> this is how I know that I've grown. I used to really love this website called People of Walmart. Um, and it'll essentially be pictures of people in Walmart dressed really weird, uh, looking crazy, doing whatever. And it would just be pictures of people in Walmart. Um, it also made me realize how much I would never invest in a pair of Crocs. Uh, <laughs> hey, Crocs are comfortable. I heard, but People of Walmart d- deterred me. From <laughs> from wearing a pair of Crocs, um, and so now that I'm older, I'm like, no, that's you know, oh, that's nasty. Um, I don't really know what that doing, videotaping people on the train. I see it mainly with like New York, so it's always like somebody in New York being like, look at these motherfuckers on the train. Um, but I don't like anybody doing th- anything weird in public like that. I don't like those kids that dance all over the place or any of that. Like, cause I saw one today or maybe it was yesterday and a dude was walking around the store telling people it was a spider on them. I did see that. And it's like, I get how this was intended to be funny, but you never, number one, you're recording strangers in public and just messing with people and you never know how they're going to react. And you don't know who's afraid of spiders or how they may react. They might end up having a damn panic attack. You never know. I may be exaggerating. I might be not. But 
they would not be wrong. Well, they'll be wrong, but they will be justified in slapping the shit out of you. No, you're right. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's a silly position to put yourself in, and it's rude and disrespectful to just put people on blast like that, especially without their permission. Um, So, that is something that I feel like we should leave alone. That's something that I've personally left alone. I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't taken or taken pictures of strangers in public looking a mess. I have stopped. Because I realized how wrong it was. And I wouldn't want people doing that to me or somebody that I fuck with or just any other stranger that's us minding their business, trying to get the groceries or get to work or whatever. Why are we scaring people in elevators and in restrooms? It don't make no sense. Yeah, I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that, like, bothering people in... um in places uh just just leave me alone let me do my thing uh i'm i'm here being quiet i'm leaving you alone that's why i normally like when i go out i know i'm trying to be in that space where i'm like hey i talk to people and I'm be more cordial and shit like that but now i'm kind of like yeah no i don't want i don't want to talk to nobody because everybody's out here clout chasing is a, is a stupid phrase to me but i don't like it but uh it's people they do anything for clout but no they yeah. do they want the likes and the attention and the retweets and yeah the like, lives and all that shit some people's goal every day is to go viral like that's their thing i want to go viral i want to go viral this going viral can change your life it absolutely can um i've seen it happen. Can it sustain your life right will it sustain your thing. life do you do you possess the talent and skills and overall wherewithal to use that viral moment to last you for the rest of your life or last you or build something upon it? Because a lot of these people have gone viral and where are they now? That's true. I think they write books about um, what it was like to go viral. And they, they do <laughs> and they- what Netflix shows. Not to say Netflix shows are bad, but they, they do those you know, look at meme, whatever oh. the fuck it's called. I don't know, but you know what no, I mean? yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that one. That's crazy. That's a, I was just thinking about that. There's that girl up there from YouTube, and she's got like a comedy special or something now. And I was like, what? How did? How did that happen? Um, or you end up like those people on MTV with the Road Rules Challenge, whatever gauntlet thing they got to do every year. To keep a couple thousand dollars in their pocket. Like, them people been on TV since we was kids. Right. I'm tired you, of seeing CT and them. <laughs> you have people who have gone viral, but ha- actually have legitimate and quality content to sustain them and build them like uh, Jake, that girl J. Cole. Funny mm. as hell. And funny and so far non problematic and funny. Yeah, and then she was on Wild and Out. She hosted like she's building herself up. You know what I mean? But she, I feel like she had the intention of building a career and not just going viral. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah, um, I say leave it alone before you get slapped, sued, or killed. Yes, all of those. All of those. <laughs> I agree. Yes, please stop trying to go viral. Stop bothering people. Uh, some because sometimes people don't laugh at the end. That's why I, even that shit on the radio, I don't 
listen to none of them nephew Tommy's or uh, Ricky Smiley and none of them prank phone calls. Oh, they no. used to be funny too, but now it's just like leave people alone. Nah, yeah, it's my my business. As as I told y'all, I even listen. I love to read just like everybody else. I skip the listener letter portion every week ever since I've been listening. You know why? Because I like minding my business. I don't care about y'all problems like that. I don't know, but it'd be some juice. But no, it was this one video. I guess it was like they were roommates and they poured um like soap water all over the floor. And they had like these firecrackers and they ran in the room, started like setting off the firecrackers and made everybody run out. So everybody's running out the room onto this slippery floor and just slipping inside and falling. When I tell you, if somebody did that to me, that would be the 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 end of our friendship. Mm, yeah, for sure. You can get seriously injured like that. That was was like, like that other video that was like uh that come and get y'all's juice, which he poured like Crisco and shit all over the floor or whatever it was. And like oil to the damn stove. Yeah, smash the whole stuff, dog. You can't like if I'm a parent and I you go in adoption, there. I just yeah, I can't like it's one thing you crack the stove. I'm like y'all was in here playing too rough. Y'all don't punish me. The whole nope. front of the stove is blown out. <laughs> I don't care like, how old your ass is. I'm dropping you off on the church the church doorstep. Yeah, and leaving you or the fire department. The, yeah, but I say the fire station. Yeah, you leave it outside the fire station. All right, this this is your problem now. <laughs> <laughs> A whole 14 year old Nope Bye Yeah Yeah That's crazy I will sedate you Leave you there Knock the fuck out Yeah That is insane Right Y'all need to do something With them before I do I don't believe in hitting my kids But I came close So I thought it was best For me to give them away Yeah Y'all better <laughs> You better talk to them that's, <laughs> what, that's, what, that's what the lines Yeah for real But yeah definitely Leave that shit alone Cut it out Prank culture It's no, no good for you guys it's bad for your health. Hey, everybody, it's Huey. I just want to let you guys know that this week's topic would not have been a thing had Jay not brought it up on his show, Just Say Words. So make sure you guys are checking that show out every week as Jay recaps some news that you might have heard, some stuff that you might not heard, and talk about some dope stuff. I mean, it's the big pro, Jay. I mean, you can't go wrong checking it out. So make sure you tune in to Just Say Words and like comment subscribe all that stuff all right so you want to jump into the the main topic for this week all right all right so about weapons but yes please proceed specifically guns i said specifically intentionally i do know that the word is specifically (laughs) just to let y'all niggas know i know words and i can spell them all the homophones and when to use them um and when to put a space between a part Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so um, like you said in the beginning of the show, there was a, a shooting in Virginia Beach. Um, and I didn't even know about it until maybe the – when did it happen? It happened Friday around 4. Right. So I didn't know about it probably until like Sunday maybe, maybe Saturday. But I saw um, it was a tweet and it was a list of mass shootings. And mm. I was like, oh, shit. They just saw that Virginia Beach. By then, it was late. So I was like, well, if something happened to Jay, I would know it by now, most likely. So I'm assuming he's fine. I don't know if that was a good judgment call or not. That was a but- terrible judgment call. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not actually how dead people communicate. Uh, no, that is... <laughs> so, uh, so to be honest, I didn't know about it either. Um, 
shout out to D Will. Um, he's my homie and he's a graphic designer. He's done most of the logos for most of the things we've worked on together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had saw him tweet something like, damn, they shooting at the beach or something. And I was like, you mean like the oceanfront? And he was like, he like retweeted this thing on the local news um, that was like active shooter in Virginia Beach. And when it was at the municipal building, which is essentially like where the courthouses and all the other stuff is, um, I was like, damn, that's really close to my house. Uh, and so like, I immediately just started calling people that like, I knew that work in that area just so by like the powers above and all the other stuff. Like I, everybody I called was like, no, I'm at home. What's up with you? And I was like, Oh no, they're like shooting at the, the courthouse. Um, and they're like, yeah, they, matter of fact, let me call you back. I know some people like that work down there. So everybody that I knew in my close knit circle was kind of like, you know, on the phone or like in communication with people that they knew down there. So. I was just kind of like, yo, I need to stay off the street because they was kind of like, don't come down here, you know, whatever. And I just turned on the news and it was kind of the same thing. Don't come down here. Stay home. It's crazy right now. It's an active shooter situation. That, that's crazy. And then like you were saying on um on Just Say Works. Um <laughs> But like it's it's weird because like we're kinda well, I know I'm kind of desensitized to shooters and stuff now. It's just like it's become too common for me to be surprised. Mm-hmm. And that is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really but bad. that's no, that's fair. But I mean, like, like I said on the show, like I didn't even have like a fear reaction to it. Like it was more of an annoyance. Like that's like, literally what it felt like. Like this is annoying. Like, oh, this shit again. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it felt like. I was like, Really an active shooter in Virginia Beach? What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> and then so, like, it took me a minute to even, like, call those people. Even after I saw those tweets, um, I still waited, like, another 10 minutes to be like, hey, hey yo, you, where you at? I'm at the crib. Hey, man, they're shooting down the courthouse. Like, that's really what it was like. It wasn't me calling, like, hey, man. Uh, like, I just was like, hey, man, what y'all doing? Yeah, they shooting down the courthouse, man. Just want to make sure y'all straight. All right, then. Peace. Like, that was really it. It was... It was like I was annoyed. It was essentially like if somebody called me and said, or I had heard like, yo, a major road in Virginia Beach is closed. And I was just like, oh, this shit. That's annoying. Um, And I had to really reconcile with that. I spent most of the weekend like fighting through those feelings because I was waiting to see like they were going to release the people's names and say who Mm. got who was slain and how this all started and what was the dude's issue. Um, And they like, you know, they. They would put stuff out and then take it away. Like, well, nobody's dead. Only six people are hurt to, uh, all right, it's two people that are dead. And then it's eight people that shot. Then it's up to, all right, well, now 11 people are dead. And now two people are injured. And it was like the numbers were switching back and forth. None of the information was consistent while they still were kind of figuring it out. Um, And I think that's when it started kind of to, like, become very real to me um, as the numbers kind of grew. And watching like the newscasters like kind of tear up and be kind of like disheveled because they're also trying to figure out this thing in real time. Um, so you're you're watching people kind of grieve. Um, they're interviewing people who are in the building who their boss or their co-workers shot down and they're trying to talk to them. And this person is very shaken up. And the one thing that threw me off in this thing was they had asked the woman. Um, I think her name was like Megan or something. 
she had came out. She was visibly shaking, crying. And they asked her where she was and what happened. She was like, the person next to me was shot and blah, 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 and going through all of that other stuff. And they asked her, so what do you, what's going to happen when you come back to work on Monday? Mm. So, somebody next to me was shot. Why are you asking me about coming back to work on Monday? And I was like, damn. But that, too, is a sign of, all right, well, this shit happened. Let's get back to right. You know, the the real life. Right. So you'll be back here on Monday, right? (laughs) Don't forget, we need that proposal. Do Tuesday morning. You got it. Yeah. The building. Yeah. The building where they 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 shot up was the building where they do like uh, permits and they it's like a lot of civil engineers and stuff. So they, they, you know, do stuff Mm. with streets and bridges and blah, blah, and all the other stuff in that building. So, um. It was a lot of that. Like, well, you know, people, uh, got, you know, they got to get their payments in or permits done. And, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, you're talking to somebody who, like, their friend, you know, you spend 40 plus hours with people at work. Right. If you work full time. And you're essentially like, those people become like your second family. And if one of them is taken away, they've been murdered. And you're like, yeah, that's crazy that that happened. Hey, so on Monday, y'all going to be here bright and early, right? But that's the kind of the way I think we are like moving now. It's just get back to it. We'll throw up a hashtag and we'll we'll see what happens next. I didn't even remember it until today when I was looking up stuff, but there was a mass shooting in DC in twenty thirteen. I forgot all about at the oh, Navy wow. Yard. Um oh, Yep, yep. I forgot all about that, but the biggest thing that came to my mind, it wasn't even a mass shooting. It was the the uh, DC sniper. Yeah. Them two niggas. I remember them, what, two, three weeks? And niggas couldn't go outside for recess. Mm. Um, And everybody was just scared. Like, this nigga running around in a white van, truck, whatever, just shooting people for no reason. Well, for reason, but it was it was scary, but I think ever since then, like the thought, because that was like close home. Like that was to the point where it was like, oh, I could get shot in this, or somebody I know can get killed. Um, but since then, it's really been. I think that was the the first big desensitizer to gun violence and stuff for me. So then when we do have like these mass shootings and stuff, I'm like, oh, damn, for real? That's sad. So it's, I don't know. It's weird. But um, let's talk about guns. So have you ever like used a gun before? I have. Like at the shooting range or in an animal? Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not into hunting. <laughs> uh, I am a, I am a city child. Uh, so, <laughs> so I only. You were shooting soda cans? No, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually trying to look up um uh, what months those were. But yes, I have handled a gun. So I was in the military. Um, part of being in the military is uh they give you weapons training. Um, I've handled rifles and handguns. I think that first time you shoot a gun, if you haven't shot one before, is the first time you really realize how powerful guns are. Um. 
the same thing like when you handle a rifle. So, yes, I've handled guns before. I am trained to uh, or have trained to use guns properly and safely. Um, but that's pretty much it. I'm not a big fan of guns. Uh, so that's that's kind of where I stand with guns. What about you? Uh, the closest I've come is a BB gun. Mm. Other than that, nope. It was a time where I like really wanted to go to the gun range and shoot, mm-hmm. but then I thought about it and it was like for what? Yeah, like I'm just going to go shoot at a paper and then what? Hang it on my wall or take a picture of it and say, "Look how close I got to this paper man's heart." Yeah, me. Um, mm-hmm. so it just didn't make sense. So that desire faded quickly, but. I've just never been drawn to it for real, for real. Like it's, it's never really excited me to the point where it's like, Oh, I'm going to go do it. Um, so I've, I've never understood the fascination with guns for real, mm. which is weird. Cause I mean, America's core is guns and Jesus. So it's just, it's, I never got caught up in gun culture. Mm. So that's been my thing. But outside of that, um, outside of the shooting, have you ever been in the vicinity to any gun violence? Like community? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so um, we've been in the house. Um or not in my mom's house, but in a house before um, where somebody has been shot and then they came home. Uh, so that's why boys in the boys in the hood uh, <laughs> ending is a tad bit uh, touchy. Mm. Uh, Cause I know what that bloody sofa look like. Um, two instances, uh, little known fun fact about me is uh two instances where guns were used in my neighborhood is why we ended up moving uh so i moved to virginia uh when i was about 14 uh there was one shooting over a dice game uh while i was in the corner store with my cousin uh and then the shooting broke out the cops came they basically didn't let anybody leave Uh, my mom noticed that i was not home and then she saw all these cop cars coming. She went around the corner and then the cops had us locked in the store, essentially. Uh, oh. And then she came and got us. There was another time because uh, I live in the hood. I live directly across the street from the trap house. Uh, the drug dealers got into it with some plain coast cops. And it was basically Hatfield and McCoy's out there. So they're just out there in broad daylight shooting while kids are outside. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. That was that became a thing, um, and so yeah. After that, my mom was like, "Yeah, no." So, th- so my joke is, we got in one little gunfight, and my mom got scared. It says you're moving so, with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yes, exactly what's happening. Yeah, and we, yeah, we moved <laughs> to a park view. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a small town in uh, in Virginia. So yeah, that's that's what happened to me. So yeah, I've definitely been in this vicinity a couple of times. Um, even when I lived in my old house, 
um, here in Virginia Beach. Another, when I was moving out of that neighborhood, there was a shooting in broad day. There was this kid. He was probably about 19. Um, and I got shot in the head and they just left him in the street. Oh, um, shit. So I'm not. I'm not naive to gun violence or what has happened to people that live fairly close to me. And that was like two blocks over from my house when Mm. that happened. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I've heard gunshots before. I feel like almost everybody has, Mm -hmm. but I've never, um, like directly seen or, or dealt with it. I was never, naive to it like i was always hit because i watched adult movies as a child so like i was well aware of what happens i just knew it didn't happen around me Mm -hmm. um there was one time when i was working in the in the hotel and the nigga may have had a gun he may not have had a gun but he said he had a gun Mm. and he knew he was on camera so he had his hand in a bag and set it on top of the counter. I was like, give me all the fucking money to go for I'll blow your brains out. I said, huh? Like, just, I was like, huh? And he repeated it. So I said, okay. Gave him that little $300. And he left. And went in the back and told my boss. And she was like, stop joking. Like, because I was a clown. So like, stop joking. I'm like, no, I was serious. You can check the, check the camera. Check the camera. It happened. Um, it was like, Damn. well, he probably didn't have a gun. I was like, I don't care if he had one or not. I wasn't going to risk it for three hundred dollars. It's not mine, so I'm going to give him this money. Um, but that's really the closest that I've really come to anything gun related personally, unless I just like blocked out traumatic memories from my mind. Oh wow. Um. My next question is actually, I want to kind of talk about gun control and stuff now. So first I, I wanted to look up like some facts and things like that mm-hmm. first. Um, so on average, there's what? 36,000 on average, 36,383 gun firearm related deaths per year in America. Wow. On average. Um, I want to say 2017, it was pushing 40,000. Mm. Um, but the majority of those are actually suicides. Oh, okay. A good, like, 60 plus percent are suicides. That doesn't I mean, make it any better. Yeah, but I say it, it's, it's not good, but oh, I understand. <laughs> like, the majority of them are suicides. Um, you're three times more likely to commit suicide if you have access to a firearm. And people who use a firearm to commit suicide are more likely to actually die. Mm. Uh, I think the, I think it's 85% of people who use firearms to um, commit suicide actually succeed. Whereas people who um, don't use a firearm, it's like a 5% success. I don't want to say success. It's completed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So about 12,000 of that, is actually homicides. And then that 12,000 includes our mass shootings and everything. Mm. Um, but again, that was interesting for me because I, I had no clue. Um, 
And also, I didn't realize that there are states that have, like, Illinois has really strict gun laws, but mm-hmm. they have a high homicide rate due to firearms. And then there are states with really lax gun laws that have low rates. So it begs the question, are stricter gun laws the solution? Um. So I would say, what do you think about when it comes to should the laws just be stricter or should there be bans? So I think the part that they don't talk about in those studies is like places with lax rules are those places where like their economy is better. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you think about like, all right, so if you're saying like Illinois or you're saying um, like Michigan or something like that, like obviously people are going to bring up Chicago, right? They're <laughs> going to bring up Chicago and they're going to bring up Detroit. And so you're going to be like, all right, well, look, the socioeconomic situation is bad here. Um, so you can see people robbing and killing or doing whatever they need to do to uh, as a means of, of survival. Right. And nobody wants to give up their shit. So we got <laughs> we got to shoot it out uh, versus somewhere where let's say like Oklahoma or we say like Kansas. Right. Where it's probably like more land. There's, you know, more opportunities or um, situations, especially like with like Texas, where their gun laws, I feel like are very lax. Um, but there's more opportunity there. Like they have big tech booms. You know, Houston is a really big city. Um, I think they also have the right to open carry there too. So in any state, like much like Virginia that has an open carry state, uh, I feel like they have always have really lax gun laws. So it's, it's a hit or miss. I think we, you need to look at all the variables before I say, um, right. And to be honest, regardless if we had like super strict gun laws, people would find other ways to like hurt, maim and kill each other right yeah so (laughs) if if it's not going to be a gun it's going to be something else absolutely they really yeah yeah guns are just Um, convenient so yeah i mean i think i think um i do wish there were more uh like stricter gun laws i do think um i think when you get into the situation when you start talking about like um assault rifles or any modifications to your gun um, I think you should be on some particular like list of some sort. Um, maybe have to check in. I think there's a mental health aspect to it as well. Um, so I think once you start purchasing any of those things, I would love to see how we could set up something where people have to do check ins or people have to mm-hmm. do situations like that. Right. And I agree um, with everything you said. Number one, I do feel like the the laws and regulations can be more stricter, um, especially when it comes to screening and, like you said, what kind of firearms you're actually allowed to have. Um, but also, like you said, there's, there's a lot of other things to take into consideration. Um, I, I don't feel like it's unknown that violence and poverty are kind of, there's a correlation there. Um, so where there's poverty, there's going to be violence. Um, when there's violence and access to firearms, it's going to be firearms, but the firearms aren't necessarily the, 
root problem, it's the property. Mm, right. Um, so it's it's a lot of levels to it. And that's why I don't say much when it comes to gun control and things like things like that, because I realize that it's it's not as cut and dry as I thought it was. Because it's a lot of factors that go into play. Um, mental health comes into play, of course. Uh, I mean, guns are that's like the underlying thing, but there are also other factors that need to be taken into consideration because, yeah, we can ban guns and remove them, but like you said, there's going to be an alternative. If somebody really wants to do harm to a lot of people, all they got to do is blow the motherfuckers up as they did in Boston. Yeah. All they got to do is shank people. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's a lot more that goes into it than just, oh, no more guns. But what else are we going to do to stop people from harming other people? And those underlying factors that cause people to want to do harm, whether it's on an individual or large scale. I think a lot of um, what prevention looks like, too, is the racial aspect, right? So mm. stop racial profiling, right? And even when they talk about guns with the bad guys, right? You're you're framing it in a way that you're talking about black and brown people, right? But we have known from most of these mass shootings that's not the case. Um I had talked to a kid the other day who he had just recently moved here. I think he only lived here maybe like a couple years. Um, but he was like, we moved here from South Carolina and we lived down the street from where the church got shot up. Mm. And I was like, damn. And like, and so he was just kind of like, I could see it in his face of just being like, I can't escape it. Um, he was talking as if it was like his fault as if like these shootings have followed him. Um, and I was like, no, man, it's just, it's fucking whacked out people in the world, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. And he was just like, no, but I knew people who like went to that church and um like he didn't say he knew anybody who had been shot in that church um but he was like yeah we use that like that church was it's a communal space right Right. um and so he was just kind of like i don't like damn man i just don't know like i feel like i was just kind of clearing up from that thing and i don't even remember like it's not i don't say that i don't remember that shooting i don't remember when it happened um i feel like 2017 feels right to say but I, it, it could have been longer than that um but yeah it's just one of those things where you're just kind of like 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 you said it's easy to get desensitized to that or it's um when you want to talk about stricter gun laws gun reform any of that stuff it just feels like it's reactionary um because i don't ever really hear this when everything's good and that's right. the thing when I'm kind of like, yeah, we need to talk about it when nothing is happening. Yeah. So. Because that's when. I feel like that it's a more um, effective time to talk about it as mm-hmm. opposed to when tensions are high. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about the phrase guns don't kill people, people kill people? Uh I used to really think it was a good phrase, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the point of saying, like, if there were no guns, there was just sword, like we were back in Game of Thrones time, right? It was just rocks. 
It was just rocks and swords. If, <laughs> and if the a motherfucker want you blow stuff up, what's it called? Oh yeah, the dragon breath, dragon fire, whatever it was. Yeah. So okay. uh, and then the actual dragon fire. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if it was just that in the world, if a motherfucker want to kill you, they gonna kill you. They gonna get yeah. to you. poison. All of that. They gonna get to you. They want you out of here. They so. That's the way in my brain I justified it. If there were no guns some and they, people wanted you dead, um, they would do whatever they needed to do to get you out of here. Um, much like you said about suicide, the gun escalates that. Right. Um, guns give people power. So, yes, the person is pulling the trigger. They, they are using this tool. Um, the guns are... Guns are tools in that way, but they are, they're not to be played with. But people use guns for power. People use guns for intimidation. People use guns in that way to be like, to, to shelter and um, exaggerate a lot of what they have going on within themselves. Yeah. Uh, and, and so in that way, I think that's, where we can say, like, yes, people kill people. Guns don't kill people. I, at one point, I did th- think it was a dope phrase, too. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's like, people kill people, but guns, like you said, gu- pretty much guns make it easier. Mm-hmm. Guns are very convenient. Um, it's quicker to load up and pull the trigger than to make a bomb in your basement. You mm-hmm. can take on more people with the AR than you can with a shank. In a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um. So it's like the the convenience of a gun makes it worse. Um, And then like yeah. you said, that extra sense of power and control that comes along with it. Um. I feel like that that that's a dangerous rush to have, especially if you're in a heightened emotional state. Cause I know a lot of people who say if they had access to a gun, they would probably be in jail and legitimately mean it. And I also know it to be true. Mm. Um, so is that, but then also, like I said, these underlying causes that cause people to want to, to shoot people. We have to, fix those as well because harm will still be done if it, if the person really wants to do harm. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, removing the guns and strict the laws, yeah, it'll make it less convenient, but what are we going to do to make sure to, to fix the, the actual issue of mass shootings or, Sniper attacks that last for three weeks, and mm-hmm. like, what do we do for that? Um, what were your thoughts when they were talking about arming teachers and security uh, people in schools? I thought that was a terrible idea. Very terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we had seen, and they had talked about it around that time when we had seen so many viral videos of like. The substitute teachers beating up on the kids or the kids fighting with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, te- these white women in these inner city schools that are just screaming 
uh, I'm not putting a gun in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want any of that stuff going on because like you said, it's one of those things. Like if, it, if you're supposed to be the teacher or whatever it is, the person who's in control of this room and you're one, you're outnumbered. Um, you're partially afraid of being in here, right? Like, uh, even we joke about it now, but like these teenagers, man, they big like adults now, man. Like they not like little scrawny kids. So if you in these schools where the room is packed, it's 16 to 24 of these people in this same damn room. Um, you can't get the room under control because whatever the class clown got it, you know, jumping in there or whatever else. And you getting frustrated. Yeah, you're supposed to use this gun for protection, but what's to say you don't pull it out just to gain control of the room? Right. And the way y'all playing in these states, man, we don't know what stands your ground mean. Listen, especially when niggas are involved. Right. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. No, I don't want. Uh, I don't want anybody who's not supposed to have a gun. Not that I don't even really want the people who's supposed to have a gun to have a gun. I'm looking <laughs> at these cops. They they taking it to the last. Um, they can't assess threats to save their own lives. They just being like, oh, there's two black folks out here arguing. I'm gonna go ahead and pull the pistol out. So comment all I don't I don't need that. I don't need any of that. Mm-mm. And then like with me, it was like, okay, if we arm these motherfuckers, they need to be adequately trained, and I don't want my tax dollars going towards that. Um Teachers need to get paid more as it is. Facts. So that would be a shitty allocation of money. And then on top of that, them niggas are underpaid. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't trust somebody that's underpaid and overworked with a bunch of rowdy ass kids with a firearm. Yeah. Because the moment my child comes home and says. Daddy, Miss Jackson pulled out the the Glock and said, "If we didn't sit down, she was going to bust a cat." Miss Jackson not going to have a job no more. Yeah, she just won't. Um, but at the same time, the frustration would be understandable to a point. If that makes sense. No, I, I like I understand. Um, I think a lot of like you said, you want people to be trained, but I also want them to come from a place of like understanding. I think this is why a lot of these police stations and these young recruits, um, they're trying to get back to walking the neighborhood or patrolling more often um, in their cars and getting familiar with the people in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times what's happening is these uh, white cops are joining a force, but they they want to be action heroes. So you go sign up for the precinct that's in the roughest part of town because you got some shit to prove. Um, and you can't tell the difference between what is like an assailant and like a real like just like a genuine like argument. Um, you don't you don't come to get control of the situation or deescalate. You you are now you have now escalated the situation merely by you being here. Um, and then when the guns come out, things get crazy like that. So um, I think, like you said, I, I don't want to hear shit about my kid coming back and being like, oh, yeah, uh, 
the teacher, uh, you know, Deontay wouldn't sit down and she was yelling. So she pulled the, the 45 out the, out the, um, out her desk and was like, y'all better sit down and started pointing it at us. <laughs> what? Nah. <laughs> What the what the fuck you mean? She pointed at it. Yeah, she just started right. pointing at us and told us to sit down. On top of that, I can easily see a, a frustrated student grabbing that gun and doing something. I just keep thinking about the grassy. Oh yeah, when they shot Drake. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, Aubrey. Rick was, but I mean, he was bullied, but. I mean, and that's thought about a little weapon by uh, Lupe Fiasco before he would, got crazy. But um, yeah, I is I can see that going horribly wrong where a, a bullied child grabs that gun because I feel like teachers are going to be irresponsible. Somebody's going to leave it in the place where a student can get it, and that student can get it and do harm to themselves or do harm to somebody that's fucking with them or do harm to somebody that they're bullying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just see that going horribly wrong in numerous ways. And that was one of those ideas that whoever had it, they shouldn't let it come out their mouth. Yeah, for real. <laughs> just like, I got, I, mm, you know what? Maybe never mind. Nah, never mind. Let's forget I even said anything. That's how that should have happened. I think um, isn't that the same person who came up with the the teachers should have the five gallon bucket of rocks or something in their room? Oh my gosh! Um, in case somebody comes in with an assault rifle, and I went, I don't know if y'all know how to do what stone them. <laughs> even if I wasn't coming in here to shoot y'all, and y'all threw a rock at me because I had a gun, now I got to shoot one of y'all for GP for being stupid. I don't yeah. it's and then it 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 uh it bears the question does arming more people is that the way to go? Mm. No. I don't think it is either cuz everybody I, wants to be a hero. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Everybody thinks they're the good guy. And that's going to be the issue because once I'm telling you, once you put a gun in somebody's hand, everybody is on. I wish a nigga would status. Listen, don't pull the thing out unless you plan to bang. Listen, for don't real. Don't plan to bang unless you plan to hit something. That's, but that's really what it is, though, for real. Like <laughs> everybody is everybody is getting in touch with the inner cowboy. They inner super cop. We didn't grew up watching Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, James all these Bond. wild ass movies. We didn't play Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, San Andreas, Four, Five. All of that. Everybody three. thinks they are the good guy of the story now. Everybody want to stand up there in front of their local TV news person and be like, "This guy stopped the robber. This guy saved all these people." I used to be like, "Man, that shit's crazy." That's like. When I heard, um, what's that dude, Dan Brazilian or whatever his name is, he he's like a big influencer or some guy on Instagram and on, on Twitter. And he was out there with the Vegas shooting. He was like, I ran in my car and I got my gun and came back. And I was like, that's bullshit. 
first of all, there's no way in fuck that really happened. Um, and you don't know where those shots are coming from. Right. So even if you just running around with your AR or your whatever M16 or whatever the fuck, he, you know, he one of them white dudes who got all the guns and they let him do that shit. Uh, it's no way in fuck you doing that because that's just like the black dude who was walking around in Dallas or whatever. And they was trying to say he was the killer. He's the Dallas. He's I the shooter. That. Yeah. And you like that dude's just walking around. It's no way in fuck that let that happen. Dan, I mean, you're a cool guy, man. I see your pictures on Instagram, but no. No, man. Everybody wants to be the hero, and we'll need that. Right. And another thing, too, um, I feel like if the statistics were more skewed towards white children, um, even with all the mass shootings that we have, um, I believe that black children are more likely, like black teens are more likely to die from firearm-related homicides than white yeah um i feel like if it was the other way around there would be more action around it i feel like if white people were more impacted by gun violence because i feel like it's only during mass shootings when it's really like oh all these white people died but for the most part i do feel like it's it's mostly black people who are impacted by gun violence and I feel like that's a big factor on why there's a lot of reluctance to do anything about it. Just like with drugs. I mean, until white communities are are heavily impacted by it, they don't want to do shit. Yeah. Until then, unless white communities are impacted. So I feel like that's another reason why it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, gun violence, but you know, there are other things that we have to deal with and guns don't kill people. People kill people. Uh, give them guns, sit back, let them kill each other. Yeah. And that whole fake narrative of black on black violence, right? Huh. Like, they pumped that shit up and black folks ate that shit up. Like, yeah, man, black folks. I still cringe folks. when I hear niggas say black on black. Like, ugh. And I'm like, you know, that's not a real thing, right? Like, you know, it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's, well, I mean, a black man shot another black man. And I was like, you know how crime works, right? You know that crime is based off proximity. And you understand that you live in a predominantly black neighborhood or you live in a predominantly black city that more times than not, the person who is going to commit crime is going to look like you. That's kind of how that works. Uh, but I hear niggas rap about it and they talk about it every day. And, uh, I see the, uh, we not calling them the H word. I don't know what we call them now. The crazy, uh, folks who are on the internet and be like, we can't care about gun violence because we don't have a conversation about black on black violence and you can't want gun reform until we stop black on black violence. And I was like, Hey, no, those mass shootings are different. I want to hear shit about your black on black violence. Bullshit. <laughs> And on top of that, too, to your point, like you said, until mass shootings happen, I knew we weren't ever probably going to have a real conversation about gun reform. Probably when Sandy Hook happened. Mm. You let. I don't even know. This is an elementary school full of kids. Just get. Gunned down. And people still fought to say 
no, you n- you'll never get my guns. You'll pull them from my cold, dead hands and all of that right. other shit. And I'm like, but they're children. They're innocent children. Right. It's and just, if it they didn't had it been do this. Martin Luther King Jr. Elementary School, it probably wouldn't have even sparked any national outrage. Yeah. Assuming that Martin Luther King Elementary School is like a black elementary school. Yeah, it's that, but it's that thing where you're like, even if you are the most I love my gun person, like I love everything about guns, man, gunpowder. I got gunpowder cologne, like all them kind of crazy <laughs> folks, man. Like people who do that shit, like, man, I, man, I'm so crazy. I take pictures of my guns with other guns, like with that kind of shit. You really got to sit up here and rationalize in your mind. I don't give a fuck about them kids. Like I know we joke about fuck them kids and all the other shit on the internet, but for real, children shot dead and being like, hey, man, it be like that sometime. Listen. But my collection, though, yeah, it it doesn't make sense um at all. Um, did you have any other things you wanted to touch on? Um, I think I think that we really should have um a conversation about. I'm not. I don't want to take people's guns away. So let me be very clear on that. But I do think proper training um, and and mental health check-ins should definitely be brought up um, if you're on a particular list of doing gun modifications, things like that. The other thing that they don't talk about is uh, the top three um, newest emerging sell- or buyers in gun markets. Uh, one women, two uh the highest n- new purchaser of uh guns is black women. Um, so to have a conversation with why black women are buying guns at a higher rate than anybody else is very interesting to me. Um, very. but they also lead a lot of groups where they train properly. They understand they um assess and de-escalate better than most police um so i'd be very interested to see like how all of that plays out in the future um much like with black women leading the league and being entrepreneurs and all that other stuff i'd be interested to see who is making more decisions about gun control since black women are buying up most of the guns or being large purchasers in the gun market I didn't even know that, but it yeah. it, I, it doesn't surprise me because niggas ain't shit. Yes, <laughs> I mean that. And that that's very nice and generous. Just leaving that thing shit. We're trash. No, but I mean it's fair, right? I think, um, I think black women have purchased more guns. I think it really started once. Trump became president. Um, I'm trying to see if I can pull up some articles and I'll send them over to you. But that's really when it happened. Um, I think we had seen, we had had enough evidence where um, we had watched the rallies. We had watched the things that happened. We had saw all the hate speeches. Um, 
some people refer to them as regular speeches, but we know them to be hate speeches. Yes. Uh, so we, I think while black men had the let's wait and see approach, much like normally black women are, they're ahead of the curve in that way and being like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and go buy this gun. Um, <laughs> and so that's really like, that's really what it is. And um, from the ones that I had seen before, the situations that I had seen, um, it, safety to to want to protect the family was first and foremost. Um, but being trained properly, handling it properly, um, a lot of times you could see, I think I remember seeing it in a video because basically they were showing like black women, like they, they bought all the accessories where uh, I remember seeing the video. The guy was just like, yeah, the thing about selling to black women is like, they will buy all the accessories too. They're not doing like most men, whether they're white or black, doing the like, <laughs> all right, so you bought the gun, but so why don't you put the trigger lock in here? And why don't you get the case that's got the pad, you know, the the padlock and all this other bullshit. And then dudes are just being like, no, nah, I'm going to just buy the gun and put it on a really tall shelf. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's actually still dangerous. You know how chairs work. Right. Like kids can get on chairs and pull that shit down, right? Right. Um. Yeah, like the women, especially black women, are being like, nope, I want the fucking thumb scanner uh, box with the trigger lock and all this other shit. And so nobody can get in here and this shit won't be no accident. Uh, and so that's the thing that we learn. And I mean, I think conversations about gun safety, right? Before mm -hmm. we get to the level of being like, hey, we need to have a conversation about like gun reform, all this other stuff, giving teachers guns, all that other stuff. Like, what can an individual owner do? Which is why my conversation about, hey, if you're going and buying extended clips and silencers and laser beams and all this other wild shit attached to your gun, like you should really start having conversations with like, hey, we're adding you to a list and you need to go see a person. Whether that all this tax money that we're giving up, you should at least get one free visit for your gun. Right. Hey, we just realized that you bought uh, an extended clip, a silencer, a laser beam uh, for your gun. What's going on? We're giving you Dude, a free hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're giving you a free hour session. Go figure this shit out. Are you? And what are, are you, you using this for again? Like, yeah. Are you? Do you work with John Wick? Is what's what's happening? Are you hunting? Yes. There, there, there are no yes. forests and wilderness people? in the Bronx. What are you hunting? Yes. Yeah. You are not. Yeah. Why do you have all of this? This is Inglewood, not Australia. Yes. Who is looking for you? Why do you have all these things attached to your gun? <laughs> How is work? How is your family? What's, what's <laughs> Listen, the deal? All of that. Um, and of course, like just thorough mental health checks and vetting before you even get one. Like That should be a six-month mental health evaluation process. I just pulled that out of my ass, but it sounds like a good time frame. But no, realistically, that's a real thing, right? So like when we did when we did the man podcast, um, and I forgot homie's name. Uh but when he was talking about they had to go to the therapist because they were going through, you know, the surgery to the transition. Yes. Um he was like, man, I had to keep going and, you know, they 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 judge you so much um, for, you know, basically 
<laughs> you know, anything. And I have to keep going back and forth. But you, you grew up knowing, hey, uh, and I don't know if this is the correct phrase, but like, this isn't, you have that feeling of I'm in the wrong body, right? Is that, I think, I don't know if that's the correct term to say, but that's. Um, I think it's more appropriate to say I was assigned the wrong gender. Yes. There you go. I knew I was going to mess that up. That's why I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, in that thing. Right. And so you are then in turn being like, I, I, I know what I am. I am. I know this already. What you are doing when you purchase an AR-15 or some wild ass gun, some 50 caliber handgun, right? Those are impulse purchases. You're not then in turn being like, you know, I deserve. I, I, I really need an AR-15. I know I need it. No, you don't. You don't know you need that. <laughs> but you go to the store and be like, yo, I want a sniper rifle. And they're like, all right, cool. Um, all sign right, in cash a charge. Yeah, put your, let me see your driver's license. All right. Um, all right, you have the chip? Uh, insert it, please. Yeah, we, yeah. Get in, the, get in the back of the line. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a background check real quick. Uh, you go, want your receipt, email, or paper? Yeah, how you want it? Yeah, you want to you want to be added to the email list? Uh, we got you a sniper rifle email list. Reward, the same ten percent of your purchase today. Yeah, are you a veteran? And that's the wild <laughs> shit that I think about too. They ask you that bullshit in the store. Are you a veteran? Yeah, I'm a veteran. Okay, if that don't send off no motherfucking red flags, if niggas running around here with PTSD. Regardless of the scale of how big or small it is, you could just right. be like, hey, man, you a veteran? Yeah. Oh, hold, hold the fuck up. Wait a minute. Oh, thank <laughs> you for mean? your services. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Uh, also, um, no, nah, we can't give you the gun until you go see this person, man. We're going we gonna to hold your gun for a week. Right. Come back. But even still, with uh, if, if, if it's more stringent, uh, not strict, with stricter when it comes to purchasing it, I don't. I don't know what to say about people who obtain firearms illegally. Yeah, but that's a whole nother thing, right? So it, that's a, yeah, it's a whole nother aspect. That's why it's like it's so complicated, and which is why I don't speak much on it. And that's why I just wanted to have a because I've never really had a conversation about it with anybody. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's something that. I see a lot of something that I do want to form, you know, a political stance on, but I feel like it it really starts with just having chill conversations, not on Twitter where it's like everybody's going to chime in, um, but just conversations with the homies about it. It's, I feel like that's where it all starts is basic conversation. And then from there, we exchange perspectives and then start building and forming on top of that. And that's really what I wanted to do with this conversation. And it's been like that for me. Yeah. And I think, I think this is a conversation that we could have with more people or even like, um, people who own guns or own multiple mm -hmm. guns. Right. Um, cause I don't, like I said, I'm not out here trying to take people's guns away. Right. Um, if it's in, you know, cause they're going to bring up the constitution and all that other shit. And I'm like, look, oh, man, God. cool. Do your thing. That but, paper. But I'm like, yeah, when y'all get mad, I know how y'all get down. Like, y'all want to run and go get that gun. And we know that that is an extension of your privilege and an extension of your of you of your perceived power. 
Um, mm. And that's dangerous for people who happen to have skin and be brown <laughs> like yeah. me. Um, and so, yeah. So those things. Yeah, because it's weird because you get upset and the people that look like me end up dying. I am very. Listen. I am very skeptical about how you guys handle your weapons. All of you. Yeah. And rightfully so. Not to say that you personally are not responsible. But yeah. But one bad apple spoils a bunch. For sure. Then the bunch is spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm tired of hearing about these mass shootings and I'm tired of hearing about this gun violence. I saw a video um, and I didn't even, like, I didn't know what it was until after I started watching it, but, like, the people just pulled up and started shooting, um, and they shot the lady, like, the lady was protecting her child, and she ended up dying, she got hit, um, and she ended up dying, I forgot what her name was, but, like, I'm tired of hearing these stories and, and seeing these things, it, it was a story about a kid, like, it was a school shooting, and the kid, you know, like, I think he jumped in front of it, like, the kid saved people and ended up losing his life as a result. But I, I'm tired of hearing these stories. You know what I mean? I'm tired of seeing these stories. And it's, it's, I want to form a politic on it, but I haven't had the conversations that would allow me to do so. Yeah. So. And I think, and I think having the conversation in a situation, um, and especially in the climate that we live in now, because we've seen so much death in two years from being on social media whether it's you can pick a name out of a hat you can it could be Alton Sterling um, gun control issues like Philando Castillo right uh, you can think of anything like Laquan McDonald you can go through any of these names um, in situations where guns were involved uh, the police got off or Anything like that, right? And you can go through and become, you see all these names, you see all these deaths on social media, the news, all these other places, and you get super desensitized to where you just realize, or you get to a point where you're like, yo, I'll never have a conversation about gun control. I'll never have a conversation about gun violence or anything like that because the people who hold the guns are in power. And you're being like, yeah, but why? But why is that? Like, why? Why can't we challenge that? Um, and, and like you said, I think you want to get all your ducks in a row before you form an opinion. But I think the main question that we always start with is like, why, like, why do you like, why, why are you right? Because you have a gun and a badge, right? Or why are you, um, why do you feel like you have perceived power because you own a gun? Or why do you feel like you're right? Because you own a gun, right? Because a lot of people I know that own guns share similar opinions about a lot of things. Like I know a lot of people, um, especially now that we're getting ready to do this whole thing. We're prepping for 2020. A lot of people are just out here pandering and saying the right things. Yeah, no, I don't want, I don't want to take your guns away. Right. right. They're trying to get their groups in the row. Right. I don't want to take your guns away. I just want to talk about this thing, gun control or this thing. And if they push that needle too far, then we're, we're done for another term for, uh, the dude we currently have. So, right. um, and but regardless of this, um, I do know one thing, and it's that the NRA is trash. Oh yeah, a dumpster um, fire, and needs to be abolished along with the Klan. Mm. 
Okay. That part. That, that <laughs> part. That way. All of that. <laughs> hey, so normally on my B-Day, somewhere around four, I like to drink lemonade. If all those things make sense, then that means that you, like me, are listening to the Boys Love Beyonce podcast with Charnel and Huey. So, whether it's around four, whether it's lemonade, whether you're rocket, whatever, tune in to conversations about Beyonce, all things Beyonce, and sometimes a little bit of Blue Ivy. So yeah, turn in, tune in to the Boys Love Beyonce show uh, with Charnel and Huey. Um. Sorry, is there anything that you're going to seed or weed out um, after this conversation? Because I know I'm definitely going to um, plant more seeds of of research and learning and, like I said, forming an actual political stance on this so that when it comes time to pick a candidate, um, I can have a stance on this topic and all that stuff. So that's definitely in the plans for me. But what about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to um, plant more seeds of understanding and um, seeds of what I can do on a local level, right, to talk about, you know, um, gun control, whether it's inviting people to the podcast or, you know, just going to even, like, sit um, and talk about gun control, right? Um, there have been a lot of issues that I've been seeing floating around that I'm, like, I'm not too well-versed on, and some of them I feel like, um, like my voice doesn't matter, right? And so, I think maybe I need to give that up and just maybe just even just get in the room, just get in the room and maybe hear people out. Um, but I definitely want to understand more seeds, uh, or ha- or have more seeds of understanding. Um, the thing that I want to weed out, um, NRA. Yeah, <laughs> NRA. <laughs> Um, I would like to weed out having conversations or being involved in conversations about black on black violence. Um, oh, especially yes. as it pertains to guns. Yes. What about you? Um, um, I want to weed out conversations that are about proving a point and being right, as opposed to conversations centered on understanding and just exchanging like because i feel like we had a really great and productive conversation um i feel like a lot of our views did align and then some didn't quite completely align with each other but it was a productive conversation nonetheless yeah for sure. um and i feel like that's what really helps to drive things forward as opposed to having these like conversations turn debates with real nice nasty tones and like I'm right, and I know you're wrong, but I'm going to pretend like you're right just to show you. Like, there's more efficient and effective communication and conversations around issues, um, and I want to weed out that singular view and approach where it's like it's just the guns that matter, because like I said, I honestly do believe that it's bigger than just the guns, but the guns play a big part in it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, let us know what y'all think, though. I mean, and and have con- if you want to at least have conversations with your friends and and talk about these things. So I feel like, like I said, the only way that we can really form a, a 
a strong political opinion, if you're even interested in doing that, um, is by having these casual conversations where there is no pressure to be right and where it's okay to be like, I honestly don't know. And I'm talking to gain insight and not to prove a point. Um, so yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, talk to your friends about it. And let's see if we can actually get some reform stuff going. We never know. Absolutely. And so if you're listening to the podcast um, and you want to like, you know, uh, live tweet the show, please use the hashtag grow bro pod. Um, feel free to tag Huey or me uh while you're listening uh we would love to hear from you man like we want to interact with more people we definitely want to understand um i know some of you live in the places that we talked about right so if you live in florida we definitely want to hear from y'all because y'all always got something going on uh and any of those other states like you know do you feel like the gun laws are really you know lax or you feel like they're really strict or what's gun violence look like in your neighborhood or just violence in general like um i think a lot of times what we do is we just think this is the way it's supposed to be. Um, and I, I think, like you said, we need more conversations for understanding, not out here trying to prove who knows the most. Uh, and so, yeah, we would love to have the conversations with more people. And it's okay to not know. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. It's okay to present a whole lot of stuff and say, I don't know. Cause that's pretty much what I just did. I don't fucking know. But I'm going to take the steps too now. So, yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, seasons change, mad things rearrange. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out. Peace.